When you think of the word procrastination, what comes to mind? Is it putting things off, waiting until tomorrow? Choosing priorities, exercising patience, and planning involve delay. These are smart skills to have. What's so bad about procrastinating? Well, it's not just any delay. It's really an irrational behavior. It's when you postpone an important task even though you know you'll be worse off for doing so. This is episode six. Stop procrastinating and just start. Welcome to The Incrementalist, a productivity podcast on making big changes in small steps. My name is Diane Williams, and I'm your productivity coach and host of the show. Procrastination is intentionally avoiding what you know you should be doing. The delay may cause harm. Procrastinating is a human condition, not a character flaw. At least 95% of us procrastinate on some level. And we all have regrets for not starting a task sooner, not making steady progress, and waiting too long to begin a project. Why do we procrastinate? Is perfectionism one of the main causes? Does having high standards make it harder to start? Many of my colleagues in the legal profession, for example, have perfectionist tendencies. Procrastination can get lawyers into trouble. It creates high stress and anxiety and often leads to subpar work and serious errors. Rule 1.3 of the ABA Model Rules of Professional Conduct states, A lawyer shall act with reasonable diligence and promptness in representing a client. Comment 3 of the rule adds, Perhaps no professional shortcoming is more widely resented than procrastination. But as it turns out, There's no strong link between perfectionism and procrastination, says Dr. Pierce Steele. He's a professor and leading researcher on the science of motivation and procrastination. He's the author of the book, The Procrastination Equation. His research shows perfectionists are actually less likely to procrastinate than non-perfectionists. But perfectionists who procrastinate are more likely to get therapy, so they show up in clinical research in higher numbers. Non-perfectionist procrastinators and non-procrastinating perfectionists are less likely to get professional help. Dr. Steele has a mathematical formula that accounts for motivation and procrastination. It is E times V divided by I times D. Motivation equals expectancy times value divided by impulsiveness times delay. The formula is based on 30 years of research and hundreds of studies. To have more motivation and less procrastination, you want the numerators, expectancy and value, E and V, to be high, and the denominators, impulsiveness and delay, I and D, to be low. Our biological wiring makes procrastination normal. In the brain, there is a prefrontal cortex that gives us willpower, It's for executive functions like planning, strategizing, and making decisions. And we have the limbic system, which is the primal part of the brain. It controls self-preserving behavior and fight, flight, or freeze responses. Procrastination results when the limbic system overrides the long-term plans of the prefrontal cortex. It wants instant gratification. That's why we often put things off until the deadline gets close enough 
for the limbic system and prefrontal cortex to begin working together. Let's review the procrastination equation. Motivation is the willingness to do work. It's the opposite of procrastination. The numerators in the equation are expectancy and value. Expectancy is how much you expect to succeed at doing the task and how much you expect to get the reward. It's self-confidence, self-efficacy, and trusting that you can do the project to create the desired results. Last week, I received listener questions that gave me three possible topics to cover on this week's episode. I asked my seven-year-old daughter which one I should focus on. She asked, which is the easiest to do? I said the one on procrastination. She said, do that one. It was easier for me to record on a topic that I've talked about before. I knew I would succeed at getting it done. To launch this podcast, I decided that 10 to 20 minute episodes were enough. If I go over, fine, but I didn't make it a requirement to have one-hour episodes or have interviews with famous book authors. Value is the second numerator in the procrastination equation. It's how much you enjoy doing a task and how much you expect to enjoy the reward. It's perceived meaning. The more value you get from the task or the reward, the more likely you'll get to it. Expectancy and value are the results of your action. The bigger the payoff and the more likely you'll receive it, the sooner you will do the task. The denominators in the procrastination equation are impulsiveness and delay. Impulsiveness is your tendency to get distracted by other things that bring more immediate gratification. This is the number one reason for procrastination, says Dr. Steele. Online news, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter will grab your attention when you're struggling with a big project. Delay refers to the time lapse between taking action and receiving the expected reward. How far away is the deadline? How long will it take to finish the project? The farther away the reward or project completion is, the less motivation you have to do the task. If a deadline is a month away, you're more likely to delay starting the project than if the deadline was tomorrow or a week away. You maximize expectancy and value to increase motivation. You minimize impulsiveness and delay to stop procrastination. How do you stop procrastinating and just start? One, create success spirals. Two, practice mental contrasting. Three, get super focused. Four, set clear goals. Let's go over each one. Success spirals increase expectancy. Dr. Steele recommends we create success spirals by building on one mini win after another, by taking one step after another. Each time you succeed, you build your confidence and skills, which you need to get to the next level. This is similar to the domino effect I talked about in episode four, how to prioritize what matters. If you knock over one domino, it can knock over the next domino that is 50% larger. The next way to stop procrastinating and just start is to engage in mental contrasting. This increases value of the project. This goes beyond positive thinking and visualization where you keep the desired outcome or vision in your mind. You not only imagine the desired result, but also mentally contrast it with your current reality. Mental contrasting helps you define the steps you take to accomplish your objectives. You recognize there will be struggles, setbacks, and obstacles. You know it's going to take focused effort, and you're willing to do the work. 
Gabriel Odigen, in Rethinking Positive Thinking, says it's not enough to visualize an ideal life. She has a method called WOOP. W is for wish, what you want to have or accomplish, and the O is for outcome, the why, the benefits, what is the best result from getting your wish. The second O is for obstacle, what is the main obstacle to prevent you from getting your wish and accomplishing your goal. And the P is for plan. What's the effective action to take to overcome this obstacle? The plan involves implementation intentions, if-then statements to deal with challenges. If X happens, I will do Y. If the alarm goes off, I will stop hitting the snooze button and get up out of bed. You are pre-deciding and pre-committing instead of relying on willpower in the moment. The third way to stop procrastinating is to super-focus. This reduces impulsiveness. Impulsiveness multiplies the effects of delayed rewards and distant deadlines. To be less impulsive, block digital distractions. Start by removing email notifications when you need to focus. Dr. Steele says if you disable the audio and visual alerts, you will improve your productivity by about 10%. Over a year, this equals to one more month of extra time to do the things that matter. Instead of having multiple tabs open on your computer, just have the one program you need to do your work. If you're writing a memo, have just your Word document in front of you. Time blocking is another way to cut interruptions and distractions. Block 90 to 120 minutes to work on your big project. Focus on just the one thing to do your most creative and best work. While I'm recording this podcast, I don't have my email inbox up. The process goes a lot faster if I focus on just the recording. I can process emails in another time block. Forget about the just checks, the little things that you think might take a minute or two, but end up getting you sidetracked for hours. Scrolling social media or reading emails can wait for when it's time to batch process these low leverage tasks. Don't stop working on your most important task, your MIT, just because an idea or thought pops up. Jot it down and get it out of your mind. Multitasking is another form of distraction. Your brain cannot process two cognitive tasks at the same time. Your brain processes information sequentially and can only switch quickly between the tasks. Context switching burns up a lot of brain power and mental bandwidth. Being super focused gets you in the flow state a lot faster. When you're in flow, you can build momentum and feel good about what you're doing. This increases motivation and stops procrastination. Get active rest and good sleep. Being tired is a major reason for procrastination. Lack of sleep lowers your cognitive functions and makes every task harder to do. Practice healthy sleep habits. For instance, set a timer to remind you when to start winding down and program your phone to shut down all apps during your bedtime. The fourth way to stop procrastinating is to set clear daily goals on what exactly you need to get done. Clear goals reduce delay. What are your three most important tasks for the day? What are your big rocks? When do you need to start and when do you need to finish? What resources do you need? Get them together to do the work. Create routines and systems to execute the steps. Decide on your priority or priorities for the day, not in the morning, but the night before in a planning session. Have a set time and place to make consistent progress on the project. 
Make a realistic plan to succeed at what you're trying to accomplish. Break down your annual plan into quarterly 90-day objectives, monthly goals, weekly priorities, and daily action steps. Micro-specific goals reduce long-term delays. They lead to measurable progress. Make sure the challenge is not too difficult and not too easy. The challenge needs to be just outside your comfort zone so you don't get too anxious or too bored. Dr. Tim Pitchell, professor of psychology, explains that procrastination is an emotion management problem, not a time management problem. He's the author of the book, Solving the Procrastination Puzzle. He says we procrastinate because we're thinking about all the things that might happen rather than just starting what we have to do. It's a coping strategy to deal with negative emotions like frustration and anxiety and assumptions that the task won't feel good. When we procrastinate, we have less time to complete the project. We sometimes tell ourselves we work better under pressure. But we just make more errors when we wait until the deadline is tomorrow. Whatever you have to do, just start it now. If you're feeling stuck, get up, take a walk, get some fresh air, move around, and reset. Start with an easier task or focus on one small part of the big project. Take notes, do the research, collect the data, write a paragraph, dial the number and call the client, build momentum, make steady progress, and move through the long, messy middle. To stop procrastinating, just start. If you like the show, please subscribe and share, and leave a five-star rating and positive review, which will encourage others to tune in. Special thanks to the listener who asked about how to stop procrastinating and to Graham for posting the first five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, dear listener, for being with me. Join me again for the next episode.